As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Poot Shoot Magoots. What's up, dude? You know me. Another <laughs> Eagles week, another victory, feeling great. Not even going to harp on it. You know what? We, we're here. We're good. I got some great news today. I will not be going to the office five times a week. We Yay. made it 75% of the way, actually 80% of the way through the week, and everybody's calling to quit. So hell yeah, back working at home. I love to hear that. that you yeah. know, Honestly, I like to hear that because for our recording schedule, it opens things oh up much God, yeah. better. So selfishly, I didn't want you to go back yeah. to the office. But yeah, uh, Not only that, like Colleen even reached out to me. She's like, thank God, because I was worried about your mental state if you were going to be <laughs> in the office every day. I'm like, so was I, but so we're was good. I. Don't worry about it. That's really refreshing to hear just for, you know, me and my life. So thank you so much to your boss for coming to his senses. Oh, but yeah. Last night, I don't know if you noticed, but we got a ton of rain. Oh, yeah. Like a shit ton of rain. Yeah. So I'm like about to go to bed. It's like one in the morning. We played some video games and I watched a little TV. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna hit the sack. You know, what? let me check the basement just in case. So my basement is notorious for getting flooded, but mm -hmm. I have since fixed the problem. Okay. Or so I thought. Okay. So I just take a peek, right? I just take a little gander. I look through the door and I see the water starting to trickle in. I'm like, shit. So it's 1.15. Okay. I run downstairs and I finally find the hole that it's coming out of. I've been looking for the hole for so long. That sounds weird. Yeah, but I, keep I was going was gonna say I didn't nope. phrasing, but yeah. Yeah, I'll work on the phrasing. But <laughs> so I finally find the hole where the water's coming through. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like a fucking movie, I stick my finger to block it up. As I do that, another hole to my right starts shooting water out at no me. No way. Like, you got to be shitty. It was literally like a movie, like a scene where like they're sticking bubble gum on like yeah, the holes. Yeah, what's the movie where they're in the Hoover Dam? Um, oh, Is that one vacation. of the vacations? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vegas vacation. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like Chevy That's Chase so trying to funny. plug it up and it like, pops out the other hole. I'm like, God damn it. So I run outside. Okay, now I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. It is 35 and pouring rain, run outside, and we have these two old window wells that go in my basement mm -hmm. that they cemented over just the window part, but they left the well, so they just fill up with water. That's so funny. I thought I covered it, but it was a little crack, and it oh, rained no. so much that it filled up the well all the way to the top. So now I'm bailing water, okay? My neighbor comes home. It's 1.45 in the morning. I'm outside in a t-shirt and shorts with a bucket. He looks at me like I'm a lunatic. I'm surprised he didn't call the police. I run back inside. Water's still coming in. For the next hour and a half, I took a pump around my basement and pumped the water out so that I wouldn't have to deal with it today. And that's how I started my day. I went to bed after taking a shower at 4 o'clock in the morning and had to be up for a client at 8. Wow. So that's my day. That's brutal. And we took a day to record later because you were sleepy. Yeah, I was sleepy. And Long week. I'm, I'm glad you got some rest. I, there you go. <laughs> that is crazy. It is funny because like like you said, you and I were playing video games and it was like, you know, 1145 or whatever. I was going to bed and you're like, oh shit, my backyard's flooded, complete pool out there. I'm like, ooh, yep. that sucks. And then right when you said that, I went downstairs to get some water and I heard our sump pump working and I'm like, Sounds like everything's working well. I'm going to go right to bed. Okay, I get it. You have a sub pump. Good for you. I do not have a sub pump. <laughs> Ooh, I have a gotta fucking get one of those. hand, 
Like it's a hose that connects to this little shitty pump yeah. like, that you would use for like a kiddie pool. And that I'm just walking around, sticking it in different oh, spots man. in my basement, trying to get the water out. So that, that was night. my day. That was my day. But nothing can get me down. Not this week. Because like you said, the birds are in the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it affect my mood tonight. I'm energized, ready to go. The birds are going to get me through this. That's great. Yeah, I saw one of our followers actually uh, put a comment out there just saying, you know, I'm not really into sports, but I feel like I am into sports because I listen to the bros talk about sports. And I'm now like a fan by proxy, whatever he said. And he was from Philly. It was, it was Los, the guy who called ah, me out last yeah, week yeah. for not liking Ultimate Girls Trip and you know everything else pretty much. He likes me, but he hates all of my opinions. So, that, you know, that's great. That's pretty much every friend of mine in my no, life. No, that's me. Yeah, yeah, you're me. I hate I hate his opinions. I love him. <laughs> I hate his, he didn't like, he does, he's a contrarian, okay? He's a contrarian by Always. nature, and it drives me up a fucking wall. So, Los, welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> But I digress. That takes us to our rose and thorn, and uh, we got some funny ones this week, so I'm going to let you start it out, okay? You, you're going to kick us off. All right, I'm going to start with my rose. This one came from Instagram. It's from Mrs. I am 17. The bros reads are fire. Seriously, you are the moral compass we need in the Bravo-verse. No pressure. One, Ooh. we don't really feel pressure. I do Not now. on this show. Well, no, I definitely don't. Two... That may be the first time that I, or maybe even you, have been referred to as a moral compass. Honestly, probably. Yeah. Especially I, in regards to like how much shit we talk on this show. Yeah. But well, hey, thanks. What? Whatever. I'll take it. I mean, ego complex for sure at this point now after that one. It's like being called a, uh, an influencer once again. No one called you that. You called what yourself that. What do you mean? There were so many comments oh, about us being influencers. Uh, after you brought it up. You know what? It's when the vibes are there, the influencer vibes are all there. Everybody's we just pa- waiting. I thought we it's were like the water it. in your basement. It's about to come uh, in, fuck. and then I said it, and then all of a sudden, shooting right in there. You know? Thanks. <laughs> all right, and my thorn, and I'm actually going to read this one because it is kind of funny. A W C O nine two one said, "Shoots, my guy." Not the visor. When I was wearing the Dougie P visor last week, you know, oh, what? I defended you immediately. I, of course, yeah. yeah. And you know what they won on Sunday? The visor is a great look. Actually, not to brag, but I got that visor because I went to the banner ceremony when they were playing the Falcons. After they won the Super Bowl, they handed out the visor, and it has a little Philly special underneath on the brim. I know it's a sick visor. I'm not taking any heat on that one. I love it. The minute that I read that, I immediately commented back. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like you clearly don't understand what the visor is, what it represents, and the fact that the play that won us the Super Bowl is imprinted underneath the bill. So yeah. it's a phenomenal visor. I'm not a visor guy. No. I would have roasted you for any other visor in the whole world. The only visor I would not talk shit on is that visor. Well, it's funny because I'm thinking about upgrading to a visor or a bucket hat for golf season this year. Oh, uh, no. I know you're no. going to hate both. I, more than you Lesser know. Lesser of two evils. I'm not going golfing with you then. <laughs> That's that's an easy fix. I don't know. I, the visor is going to give me a weird tan line, so I think I'm going to go bucket hat. I can see it now, and I hate it. Yeah. I'm envisioning it, and I hate it. Oh, it's going to be oversized, too. It's not going to be like a nice, neat bucket hat. It's going to be large. Great. Looking Safari forward hat. to it. Let's get to my rose and thorn. And uh, my rose, I'm going to save for the end because it's a longer one, and it's pretty funny. But my thorn is also kind of, it wasn't mean, but it's just, it, it hit me in a certain way, and I think it's going to do the same to you. Okay. 
So there was a big Twitter thread. This like somebody discovered us or something, and they posted about it. And then other people were like, "Oh yeah, like these guys. Like we just found them too. Like it's whatever." We get it the is whole... funny because you don't really know Twitter that well, but you always find these threads. I know, I know, but I you like figure stumble your niche on out in Twitter. It's, I yeah. guess I don't know. I still get really confused, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. That makes me feel super old. We're but... being subtweeted. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. We were subtweeted, um, as we all know, and. Someone just said, I just hope they do not get corrupted like the other accounts. They receive a few gifts from the publicist of the housewives, and then they cover for them. Now, it wasn't a dig, but to even assume that we could be corrupted by gifts just to not talk smack on somebody will not happen. It no, absolutely we'll take won't the happen. gift, and yeah. then we'll still talk smack. Maybe exactly. even more, honestly. We we'll probably, probably make fun of you about the fact that you gave us a gift. Yeah, because we're not going to pander to the crowd only because I have a lot of very heated opinions and yeah. i get a little amped up like i can't when i go on those rants i you know me i can't really pull back oh, yeah. and when i get done is when i'm like oops i think i went too far yeah, but you gotta... in the moment i can't pull back so don't worry you're always gonna get our genuine 100 honest thoughts now for my rose and somebody pandered a little bit here mm-hmm. and i appreciate the effort and we have a community mailbox community mailbox mailbox community mailbox um <laughs> where we read all of our emails. So this is from Liv Hobson. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Liv writes, Hello, my fellow Philadelphians. Love that. Just want to say I love the pod, and I love you guys, of course. Your voices are very relaxing. I love the fact that we as a woman get a male's perspective and opinion. It's amazing to hear you alls, you alls, love that, deep dives and theories. Don't let these dickheads derail you and their incompetent bullshit. Last thing before I go back to work, I'm fucking uber excited that you guys are going on YouTube. Now I have something to look forward to at home while I can get to look at your nice ass beards and mustaches, LOL. Cheers to you guys and us winning the Super Bowl this year. Lots of green hearts. Go birds. I added the go birds. Yeah, the go birds. I mean, the green hearts, I feel like, equate to go yeah, birds. Yeah, it's an eagle's heart. Yeah, well, you know what? Look, I've gotten a lot of heat for the mustache in the past, so it's nice to get a compliment. Yeah, you do get a lot of flack for it, yeah, but I've no. said I've said before, I like the mustache. Yeah, no problem talk, here. Yeah, I don't talk shit on the mustache. The last thing I want to talk about, though, I'm noticing a recurring theme with our reviews. A lot of them are almost like backhanded because mm-hmm. I, I don't see where they're getting. It'll be like, love you guys, like great job on the podcast. You are not boring, like capital not. It's like, oh. Did well, we say that is, we is were somebody boring? saying that we're boring? Like, what do you mean by that? Oh. Like they thought we were going to be boring. That's really funny. <laughs> Either they thought that we were, or they read somewhere that we are going uh, that we were boring. Well, I do like that. It seems like people begrudgingly like us, like or love us rather, to the point where like they expect us to suck, or they expect our opinions to be stupid or invalid or whatever. And then they listen and like, fuck, I do like these guys a lot. So I'm gonna write, I'm gonna leave a review. That's going to make it seem like I knew that I wasn't going to like them. And now I do. Yeah. And you guys are good. So, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, you still like us. Yeah. It's like an indignant, like, damn it. They're good. Winning them over. <laughs> One at a time. Yep. Slowly but surely, we're crawling our way in. <laughs> but uh, that takes us to the Bravo News. And there was a couple of bombshells this week. Um, this is a reunion episode, which means we got to speed through a lot of shit to mm-hmm. get to the meat and potatoes, if you will, which is the Ross Slick reunion, which wasn't much to watch, but we will cover it because that's our fucking job. God damn it. Yeah. But the big thing, the obvious thing, which is also Salt Lake-centric, Jen Shaw had the nerve, the gall, the audacity to create a website 
called Dear Jen Shaw, where it's her telling her full story. And the best part, you have to subscribe to this, and I'm assuming pay for it, which means you have to give her all of your personal info, which is yep. what she got in trouble for. Yeah, like, that's what? actually a really good point. <laughs> I was thinking like we have to send her money, and then she's going to use that money to pay her like legal fees. But yeah, you're right. She's going to steal our information. Yeah, she's going to steal Let's from us. Let's just put that out there. I, I posted as soon as I saw it, and I the first thing I said was just don't support this woman, please. Like, Do not sign up for this. It's not worth hearing her yeah. lie to you for God knows how long, and especially if you have to pay for it. Like, What a joke. Two, and a lot of our listeners brought it to my attention, were like, yeah, she's going to steal your shit. I was like, oh, duh. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is clearly a new scam. This God is Jen Scott. Jen. Jen Scams. Jenny Scams. Jenny Scams. Jenny Scams. That's her new name on this show, <laughs> Jenny Scams, from here on out. But um, the other thing I want to touch on, and this is one of our other least favorite housewives, Lisa Rinna. Okay. Her husband, Harry Hamlin, went on some show or he's in some article saying that the reason that she had to leave, why she decided to not come back, was because the audience agreed with Sutton over the Elton John tickets, which was such a non-issue, and we glossed over it so fucking quick. That was like two episodes in the 60-episode season that we just watched. Like, God. what the fuck? Like, why? She's off TV now. Like, I should be happy. I should be able to, like, sail off into the sunset without Lisa Rinna in the background bugging the shit out of me. But here we are again, and she comes out and says this shit. Like, no one cares about the Elton John thing. No, that's, that's definitely not. literally the last issue that we have with you on to why we want you off of this show. So why waste our time with this shit and drag Harry Hamlin into the middle of it? And he's been defending her relentlessly, which makes him look dumb. And it's just, get you're gone, be gone. Yeah. No, she's definitely not going to go down. And we knew she wasn't going to go down without a fight. But even I thought that she would have a little bit more than this. Like, that can't... There's so many other things that you could point to. You could blame it. I guess you don't want to ruin your friendship with Erica, but like you could blame it on Erica and be like, oh, I was defending Erica so much, so people hated me. You could blame any of the other women. Like, she could you blame really... it on Kyle. The Ky her and yeah, Kyle blame are it on... the Clearly, outs. yeah, they, they're at odds or they had a falling out or whatever. And you can see that actually Kyle, somebody asked her what her dream legacy cast would be for Beverly Hills. And she pandered so hard to Garcelle and Sutton. She put Garcelle, Sutton, Lisa Vanderpump of all fucking people. Clearly, guys were not on good terms when she left now you're doing this like just blame kyle blame whatever else the elton john thing is so dumb and it was it such is. a stupid storyline we're over it nobody i didn't even remember it when over i saw it, that i was we like were oh, never, yeah, we were never elton under john it thing. i don't expect her to go away but at least put up a better fight than this like jesus no just go away well just yeah. simply go away yeah i guess bye <laughs> but we got to get into the to the shows because we got a lot to talk about and here's one of the things that i love to see we got a lot of messages this week regarding southern hospitality a lot of people have started watching this show because we have been like you guys Good. need to watch it's great i know but it's just it's refreshing to hear that people yeah. are like getting into it and not only that people are like no i love this show it probably needs to cut us a check yeah, we got to start getting... Oh, no, see, now people are going to say that we're getting paid by Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really thoroughly enjoy it. I think that if you haven't watched it yet, you have to get through the first two episodes. Like, the first two are a struggle a little bit just because they're clearly very produced. After that, you get into the actual lives of these kids, and it's much more interesting. So if you started and stopped, give it a shot, finish it through. Yeah. 
but this was the finale. You know, I love to do this before we get the reviews on new shows. What are we thinking? Like one out of ten. Let's rank it. Give me a give me a score. It definitely came on strong. Like you said, the first two episodes were pretty brutal. They, pretty much everybody was annoying. Like I ended up finding myself liking people towards the end. Like I couldn't stand Grace Lily in the beginning, and now I'm like, you know what? She's really good for the show. And she didn't take center stage, like I said last week, which is good. She's just there, and she provides honestly like comedic relief half the time, which is nice. Um, overall, I'd give it. I'm gonna give it a solid. 7.6. I like that. That's a, that's a yeah. fair score. There's room to grow. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm mm-hmm. going to give it like a 7.9. Okay. Not 8. Yeah. Not 8 because I'm subtracting 2 because of the first two episodes. That's minus 2. And I can't give it an 8. So I'm going to give it a 7.9. Okay. I, I like that. that. I think that's fair. Start out the episode and it's uh, a continuation of the Brad and Maddie stuff. Bradley and Maddie are going at it because Bradley was apparently getting a blowy in the alley. Mm -hmm. Maddie caught him. Maddie told his new girl about like protecting your heart or whatever. And here's my thing. All right. If you're like a friend, right? If she's supposed to be his friend, that is kind of a shady way to go about this business. Yeah. That being said, if you give her ammo to use against you and she feels slighted by you, She's going to call you out on it. He claims they weren't actually a thing at the time. Like him and Kayla weren't actually dating sure, yet. Sure, yeah. I mean, you can always claim that when it's like a new relationship. But it seems like the timelines. And again, we get timelines skewed all the time thanks to Bravo's producing. But it does seem like he was at least talking to the new girl. So it's, I don't know. It's just stupid. It did give us one of the most organic, funny laughs that I've had in a show all year. Which, at the end of Maddie and Bradley talking about the whole thing, and they're arguing back and forth, and they're yelling at each other. At the very end, Maddie goes, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, we really can't do this. It's Martini Monday. <laughs> I and I started <laughs> dying it. laughing. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, no way. Did they really just end this abruptly? Because there are more important things going on. It's fucking Martini Monday. How dare you? How, how dare how you? How classless of you to start an argument on the holiest of all days. Martini fucking Monday. Yeah, you tweeted that out. It I, was awesome. I had an audible laugh when it, I pulled it up. God, that was so... I was so hoping that like everybody heard that and laughed at the same time too because it was just so funny and so ridiculous. And it really takes you back to the fact like, yeah, these guys are like... 25 24 years old and like those things are important to them it's martini monday it's like martini monday you dick don't like, ruin my martini <laughs> monday you asshole well actually you're right because there was like nights in college where we they would have like specials at the bar yeah and we'd be so excited for them if somebody fucked up like what was it we had this picture of just like sugary shit that would get oh, you yeah. so messed up Jungle at Juice Ohio Wednesday State. it was shit. um god i'm gonna think of it later and i'm gonna shout it out because it was you had one picture of it, and you were borderline blacked out. Oh, yeah. And it was like $8 at um, <laughs> the O Patio at Ohio State. That's great. Yeah. I, God, I, hopefully one of our listeners remembers what this was, and you can like message us, because I forget. And it was, it was really good. But yeah, if someone ruined that night for me, I would have been pissed. But yeah. um, pretty much the whole episode, we're getting kind of loose ends tied up, or just kind of some direction onto where we can expect these cast members to go. Mm-hmm. Like we get Emmy... She's talking to Will about their future. He's not sure if he wants to do the law school thing or if he wants to do the bar scene thing and maybe get into hospitality like full time. Yeah. She makes it very clear that she's like, no, I'm a trophy wife. Like, I, that's what I want. And a big part of me respects that where it's just like, you know, at least she's like flat out like, no, I want a big ring. I yeah. want to stay at home. I want to crack open a bottle of wine at five. I want him to go to work. That's great. That sounds perfect to me. 
I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really crazy about Leva's stance on that because she was trying to talk him up about like how good he could be in this industry. And it's very, very self-serving. I, oh and my like, God, you know I wasn't like, going to bring it up, but I'm glad just, you caught it. Just tell the guy to go, like he wants to go to law school. Like it's obviously, look, I, no disrespect to food and Bev, Craig, but it's, it's going to set him up way better. Like his dad's a lawyer. Like it just makes way more sense. Like he's been taking classes to go to law school and everything. Like he's got this ready to roll. Let him go to law school. Like, be a good human, not just a boss. Like, I think that's kind of where maybe Lev is going to annoy me a little bit is that she only thinks about her business. And these are people, like, let them go. Like, you've got a lot of good people like TJ, um, probably Mikkel, like Maddie, that are going to want to stay in the business. And they're yeah. good at what they do. Like, Grace Lily, that's, she's good at what she does. Like, she's a prize winning horse or whatever. But, this guy wants to go to law school. Just let him go. Just be like, you know what? Like, if this is what you want to do, go. Don't try to coax him into staying because it serves you better. I, that kind of annoyed me. Um, I will say one thing. And, and like I said, like you said before, we're going to kind of fly through this a little bit. But the whole Lucia thing. Yeah. It, I don't care. Here's, I don't want to yeah. be like disrespectful, but like it makes no sense to the rest of the show. No. Like she's living a life where, you know, she's got a kid and she's got this like, She's sitting down and like having dinner, like with, I guess her boyfriend, whatever they're doing, but it's just like kind of serious. And the rest of them are all like mid twenties, figuring out where they want to go in life, partying, doing this and that. And then you're like, all right, here's a very serious moment with Lucia and her kid. It's like, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's also one, it's also not really polarizing. Like maybe down the line, like you might get like with Vanderpump in the beginning, you get to see them just have fun and it's a great time. And now you're having like serious moments with Schwartz and Katie and everything that's going on, but you work into that. Yeah. Like it's first like a season, it's like, I don't care. Like, I just want to see them party and have fun and fuck up and do dumb shit and then get yelled at. Like, that's more fun to me for what this show is. This is not what this show is. No. And it's funny you brought that up. Dev brought that same thing up where she's like, you know, it's just, it's not in tune with the rest of what we're watching. So here's my stance on it. I really like Lucia and Davon. I think mm -hmm. that they are, they seem to be, like actually good people and they seem to be great parents. Davon seems like a fantastic father. Like I, I actually, I enjoy those scenes separate from the show, right? Okay. Like if yeah. they were, if that was a different show, that's not a bad scene to watch mm -hmm. where they're trying to figure out their life. They're having like a very adult grown up conversation and they're both being extremely pragmatic about the whole thing because right. they have their kids best interest at heart. So like, I, I do appreciate watching that. Like that was not an issue for me whatsoever. What is a problem is it does just kind of weirdly mess up the flow of the show. Because mm -hmm. like you said, if this is the Vanderpump blueprint, which is kind of what we're banking on, like I'm hoping that that's what they just run with because it makes the most sense here. If it's the Vanderpump blueprint, we grow with the cast. Yeah. We go through their life with them. We watch them be morons when they're kids and just do stupid shit at the bar. Right. And they're all hooking up with each other and they're like 22, 23. And we just watch their lives turn into like disasters. 25, 26, get a little better towards their 30s. And later on, now we're seeing them like really make life moves mm -hmm. and we can relate to it because we've watched them grow. Right. It's different than jumping right into a very serious relationship in which two parents are trying to figure out co-parenting and potentially dating once more. So I don't, I guess to sum it up, I don't mind those scenes. They just don't fit with the show. Uh, yeah, I get that. And I think that's actually kind of what 
separates you and me the way that we look at these like you're able to do that whereas i'm just like fuck this like, this is so dumb <laughs> this has nothing to do with the show and you're like you know what like aside from everything else like i could look at it as a different piece of the show and i forget what show i'm watching but this is a nice scene and i like that now on just briefly on vanderpump i think it's going to be so funny when that comes back because we are going to get into Vanderpump and there's going to be times where I might bash the show and you're going to get so angry. It's going to be a more heated debate than it's we're used to having. It's going to be having. so funny. Like you could see it. Like if you listen to our episode last week, I took a little shot at like Tom and Tom. Maybe their the restaurant's like not opening and there's issues and shit. Yep. They're not great with business. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's open. You can go there right now. Like if you're <laughs> in California, you better it. go. Like they're great dudes. But I'm like, I wasn't saying that. But it, I think that's going to be so funny. And that's going to bring a huge different dynamic to our conversations here. Yeah, we won't be friends. Exactly. But <laughs> back to Soho, I guess really the whole thing, it just circulates the whole issue with Joe and Maddie and then Mia coming in at the end. What do you think? Because I, I had an issue with Joe to start off with. Obviously, in the show, I thought he was kind of a douchebag, but I thought they were all douchebags. Then I'm like, all right, they're good dudes. And I even warmed up to Joe. And I'm like, you know what? He's, he's kind of just lost or whatever. And then he just takes a turn. And before any of that, you can see why he gets friend-zoned. The way he's talking to me about that kiss, he brings it up every time he sees her. Yeah, it was, And it was, it's like his way of flirting. And I guess me is into it. But watching it on screen, it's like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> you can still flirt with her. Like, do whatever. But you don't have to be like, hey, so like, I was just thinking about that kiss the other day from the, the baseball stadium. It's like, why? You know what you should do? The best way to like use that line, just pull your phone out, turn a video on, point it at the both of you and go, oh, look, kiss cam. Bam. Yeah. Right? That would be a good that's, move. That's a good like, move. Or just get past like it. If you guys are flirting consistently, push towards something else. Like, yeah. you know, have a different moment and then don't talk about it. Like, that's just weird and awkward. And you can see, like I said, I guess Mia's into it, but I looked at it and I'm like, I don't think Mia's going to be into this. I think she, she's going to friends it. Well, it did take a weird, like, there was an interesting confessional where she goes, I think Joe has a crush on me. And I'm you okay think? with that because, like, he's, he's really cute or, like, he's hot, whatever. Yeah. In that moment, that made it seem like she might not be more interested in like something else mm -hmm. because she's like, ah, oh, like it's cute, whatever. Yeah. But here's my whole stance on this matter, okay? And it, it is different than yours. Okay. All right. I feel like it was so down this rabbit hole that is Maddie. Like mm -hmm. he's so in love with this girl. And I think that whether it was something that was like real and like, or if it was like pushed to a different level because now he's watching Trevor do it, right? It's like, oh, like I didn't take my shot and now it's kind of just exacerbating everything. Yeah. I think that what happened, okay, I think he's genuine. I think he genuinely cares about Maddie. I think that's the route that he wanted to go and I think that he's really realizing that that's not a possibility anymore. Mm -hmm. He's on the boat, he confesses his love to her and this is the one part where I did agree with Maddie and Trevor a little bit and Mikkel. It's like, look, do I think that you should speak your feelings and like get it off your chest? Yeah, I do. Whether you like the guy or not, it's fucked up to do that when a girl's in a relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not the coolest move. And I get that this guy's hurting. He wants to get it off his chest, let her know and like see what comes from it. But like you're actively hoping there that she's going to break up with this dude for when, you. Right. That's not putting her feelings ahead of your own. And that's kind of a selfish move there. But I think that he's just so enamored with her and like he just he really wants this to work and then he gets lit and then all bets are off. Yeah. Okay? I think that he felt so scorned after the fact because she didn't say anything to him. But she gets off the boat and she is like, well, Trevor cheated on me. She is kind of going back and forth, mm -hmm. which surprised me. But in that moment when Joe got it off his chest, she didn't really respond. 
he's crying, she's crying, and him, I think he got up and he's drunk. He didn't read the situation well, and he goes, oh, well, fuck it. And that's when he gets to the car with Mia, doesn't put Mia's feelings ahead of his own. He's like, fuck it, I just got my heart broken. You want to make out? Let's make out. Yeah. Like, I think that it snowballed on him. I don't think he set out to be this vindictive asshole that people are trying to paint him as. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that w- the way that I watched that last scene where it looked like he was manipulating everyone in the situation and you could see it. I think you're right. Like, I do think that it snowballed on him and he was acting like he was manipulating everybody. Like, that was so strange to me. People were talking to him. Like, he sat down with Will. He sat down with Mikkel. And everybody's like, yo, dude, like, what happened? And the way that he's talking, it sounds like he did this all premeditated. Like, he used Mia to get back at Maddie. But I think you're right. I think that he did just snowball. I, I, I think he got backed into a corner and, like, was too drunk to, like, kind of talk his way out of it. Yeah. So he fumbled. And he fumbled with Mia because he's like, well, like, you helped me get over it. And it's like, no, dude, don't fucking say that. You don't tell the rebound girl that she's the rebound girl. Like, dumb move number one. Yeah. But thank God, and TJ, dude, TJ's journey for me has been oh, he's night been and day. He's yeah. fantastic. And like I, in the beginning, I thought that, and I think it was just the strained relationship between him and Mikkel mm-hmm. that was kind of putting me off because it was just so much tension and they were both just like throwing jabs out of nowhere. And TJ was, was being a dick at yep. the uh, Alice in Wonderland thing. Yep. But when they got their shit together, I love that he speaks his mind. He calls attention to things. He's not afraid to say shit and he's honest. And that's when he sits down with him. He's like, look, She's just playing the victim now. Mm-hmm. She like there's a reason that you feel the way you do, and she's allowed this to happen for so long. She easily could have at some point like stopped this or moved it forward. She knew what was going on. Everyone knew what was going on. So she's now playing the victim because she got an inch and she's taken a mile. Yeah. And then they did something that I hate. They both decide her and Mia that they're gonna go attack Joe one like at the same time. So they're both yelling, which means nobody can get a word in. It's just like garbled nonsense where they're both screaming at this guy and it's like you're not getting your point across if you guys want to like hit like hit this one out of the park go one at a time yeah one starts well, the other one finishes i think mia has more of a claim to be able to be upset about absolutely that. Like, she was being emotionally used by joe because he was turned down but from maddie who the fuck like maddie he just confessed his love to you, and then he went and hooked up with another girl. Like, why are you mad about that? You have a boyfriend. She's like, claiming because it was so close. Like, you, oh, you confessed your love to me, and then you go like immediately do that. That completely negates everything you said. But no, why it do you doesn't. care? You shot him down pretty much, yeah. and then he went and made out with a girl that he's already made out with. I think maybe in his mind he didn't think that it was, you know, that serious, or mm-hmm. maybe that Mia was clued into the fact. That yeah. I, was, I was surprised when Mia's like, I didn't know that. I was like, I thought eh, you guys talked about it She was like, before. oh, I guess I'm the only one that didn't know that he was into Maddie. It's yeah. like, eh. I don't know about I that. Mean, I think you turned a blind eye. But what did you think about Maddie? And I, I mean, Trevor clearly hates Joe. And Joe hates Trevor. That whole I scene. Think, I think Joe hates Trevor because Maddie's with him. And that's, you know, whatever. Trevor hates Joe because he probably did see all right, Joe is like kind of conniving behind my back. He's clearly into Maddie, blah, blah, blah. And then Mikkel is also friends with Trevor. Yeah. Like, and you can see that throughout the season. They are actually pretty close. And Mikkel's probably giving him a little information like, yo, Joe was you know, pretty close to Maddie. And then the whole boat scene happens. So Trevor's just like, yo, fuck this guy. That whole confrontation that happened outside, I thought was a little fake at first it's, I'm like, I it's don't not really. fake i think trevor's trying to be a tough guy and trevor's the furthest he thing was, from tough like the way he was trying to talk smack like you better back up like 
you don't sound convincing at all, dude. Yeah. Like if you're gonna go out there and like if you're if you decide to have I this, I think that like, was a camera moment. moment. I thought that I he was maybe. like, I know the cameras are here, and that's why he's like fumbling over his words. He's, so he's definitely stupid. not a tough guy, but like he's from the main line. Oh, is he really? Yes, he's not a tough guy. Jesus, get the fuck Christ. out of here. Sorry if you're from the main line and you just heard that. Um, yeah, no, that, that changes a lot. Uh, he doesn't sound like he's from like South Philly or the Northeast or Delco nope, even. So mainline. I could tell like I'm I'm listening to his accent try to come out because you're drunk and you're angry. There's got to be a Philly accent in there. Like I get when I get drunk, people will point out to me like Colleen will sit and listen and be like, oh, there it is. And like, fuck. Yeah, no, it, it, it comes I, down so, full force. I know it's crazy. But uh, yeah, that whole thing where like they're celebrating like it was over the top. But then Maddie was joining in on the celebration. It's like, all right. You were upset that Joe hooked up with Mia after confessing his love to you, and you're pissed about it. That's weird. Now you're weirdly celebrating with your current boyfriend that everybody's mad at the guy who's in love with you. Like, that was just a weird scene overall. This better come back for a season two, because I got to see how that I need, happens. I and I think it know. will, because it did so well towards the end. Um, we got to tie it up. Yeah, I know. We got to tie us. it up. But we can't move on without mentioning... We were watching the Southern Charm reunion. There was that whole moment where Shep allegedly tried to make out with one of mm -hmm. Leva's employees. We got to find out who that employee was. Lo and behold, Mia is in the middle of another throuple. Yep. Like, I love that. was such a great ending to the show. And I was like, fuck, that was the finale. Like, no reunion. This happened. That's awesome. They just got themselves a season two. Yep. With that moment right oh, yeah. there, people are like, well, whether you like it or not, you have to know. Because yeah. what... I hope and pray that that's on camera. Like, if that's on camera, dude, and they show that moment and that those two worlds officially collide, not just, Could you know, be, yeah. the Southern Charm cast showing up to the bar for drinks in that episode, but like an actual crossover event of two relevant shows, not like an Ultimate Girls trip where they don't have anything to do with each yeah, other. Yeah. Like, give me that. I'm yeah, that would be awesome. That. Plus, we can pray on Shep's downfall. Love, yeah. I mean, par for the course. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's up, bros? Steel here to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. For those of you that have been listening to this show for a while, you know that I'm four years sober. And a big part of that, and an integral part of that, has been therapy. It's, it's helped me get my life back on track, and it's helped me become the person that I want to be. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down, and you may feel overwhelmed, or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Therapy for me has been something that's opened up so many different parts of my life. It's made me a better father, a better son, a better husband, a better friend. It's something that has really helped me kind of get to where I am today. And without it, I don't think I would be here. And it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's nice to speak with someone in a judgment-free zone. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BravBros today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BravBros. Takes us down to Miami, and we are back with Larsa and Nicole. And uh, our TikTok got a lot of comments, both for and against Larsa, when we kind of called her out for all of her bullshit. 
I think that this episode kind of painted that picture for us. Like they had that one production scene where it was just like flashing one by one by one to yeah. all this shit. Like she's like, well, I heard, well, I heard, well, I heard. But she's sitting with Nicole. She says that Nicole's insecure. Like, of course. Like, no, no, no. Deflection like, all day. That's all she does is just like deflect. And then she starts, here's her move. Deflect. Do you know who I was married to? Yeah. Nobody gives two fucks that you were married to Scottie Pippen. Like, really, no one cares. And if that's your claim to fame is that you were married to a she basketball player. She even admitted player, it. She said it. But that's not, that you're not famous. She said, you know who I am because of who I was married to. And that's what everybody's been saying is like, that's your only claim to fame. No one else would know who the fuck you were. No. And even, I, I love Nicole in her confessional, like throwing just a little bit of shame being like, now I know that you're dating Michael Jordan's son. And then like gives a little bit of a look and we're like, yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Do you have to Google it? No, you just hear about it. That's yeah. what she's saying. Like, I heard these things about you. So I wanted to get to know you before I invited you to my house. I think look. that's a normal move. Is it a little catty? Yeah, maybe ever so slightly. Is yeah. it like worth blowing it up to this level where you're now accusing this woman of banging every doctor in her hospital and possibly getting her fired from her job? No, mm -hmm. no. All you're doing is using the one time that Nicole slighted you to defend being a dick. Not okay. It's not okay. No, it's definitely not okay. And then I pretty much like get to see Nicole and Anthony talking about him. This is before their engagement party. And that was one thing that like... A lot of people have been going after Anthony because he makes comments about Larsa. And look, like we obviously we don't condone body shaming in the way that he said, like no. she can't look past her big butt, whatever. Everything, pretty much everything else that he said was valid. Like she just stands on this pedestal because of who she was married to. And she just deflects and she just tries to like tear you down and she never thinks about the repercussions. And I get it. Like if I'm Anthony and my fiance was just slandered to the point that she now has to worry about like a code of ethics issue with her hospital, something that she worked, like she said, for 20 years to get. Like, I'm pissed off. If I'm her husband or I'm her fiance, I'm furious. And yeah, like, again, was the comment about Lars's body bad? Yes, of course. Has he done that in the past? He has. But otherwise, like, I get it. Like, he's pissed off. Nicole's pissed off. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And we get a little bit more of it, obviously, later. But we get to stop at a nice little moment, of course, family game night. Oh, with Gertie. And we love seeing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And especially, it's refreshing to see, talked about it last week, checking in with their relationships yep. and their marriages. And she's actually putting it into practice. Yeah. And like, the funniest part is like, and I'm, I'm so dreading this stage in Poppy's life when she gets to be too cool for me. Yeah. Because as of right now, like, she's my best friend and like, she thinks I'm awesome. Yeah. And I'm just dreading it because the like the teenage son sitting there and he could give a shit. He's like, I don't want to play heads up with my mom and dad. But you're never too cool to play heads up. I love heads up. No, I agree. Great game. I agree. But there is that stage in like your teenage years where you suddenly think you're cool for a of little course, while, yeah. you know? And then he starts to get into it because Russell is a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. I was so impressed with that, like back and forth. Like yeah. he was giving the smallest hints and he's like oh got it boop general Anakin grievous skywalker boop yeah yeah grievous boop like that was impressive yeah that was that was really fun to watch and i love manu in that manu because was great he brought such a funny element and they're like yeah you got to do this and that and like he was getting a couple of them right and it was really funny and that last comment was great when horrible boss yeah. bosses pops up and he's like yeah you're gonna know this one why why <laughs> and then everybody just starts dying laughing that, that was, was great and it's always such a nice reprieve because again I mean, this episode got a little heavy, a lot of it a lot of drama coming in here. So it's nice to get a little reprieve and then we get right back into it. You know, we already touched on like the 
Anthony and Nicole dinner, but um, we get kind of like a side-by-side scene somewhat with that, and that's like Gertie goes over to Larsa's, and I didn't realize that Scotty Jr. is, is he entering the draft this year? He, so he's, no, he's already in the NBA, sort of. He's on a two-way contract between the Lakers and whatever their G League team is. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I didn't know that. And his other son looks just like him. Like oh, he yeah. walked in the kitchen. I was like, whoa, like yeah. that's Scotty Pippen. But um, this whole scene is based on just one moment. And it was such a good, and what I imagine to be like a classic Housewives moment. Like yeah, obviously, we got into this later. I have seen some of the iconic moments, as people like to call them. Like they, there are specific things that are firmly iconic in the Housewives world. Her sending a mirror that's engraved, uninviting her from her party, say mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fakest of them all? It's fucking gold. Yeah, that was, I don't care if it was over the top. Like you said, like it's a classic housewife moment. And the fact that Gertie was there to see it. And she, this is also. Gertie's reactions are the best. they, They really are. And this is also one of the things that I actually really do like about Miami. When something happens, and obviously Gertie's, friends with Larsa and she's friends with Nicole. This whole thing doesn't ruin their friendship. Like they're they're cool. They can talk about it and laugh about it even though Gertie's like, "All right, that's kind of fucked up. Like I am friends with Larsa, but I get it. Like mm-hmm. I understand like she did this to you. This doesn't ruin our friendship." In other franchises, you'll see them they team up. Yeah. And if you disrespect one of them, that triangle breaks into a line versus a dot, if you will. I don't know. I just did that fucking wow, is geometry that in my, I don't know. I just did geometry in my head. If you just um, kept talking, you would have sold that. I would never have questioned. I would be like, wow, that's a good analogy. Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, we'll cut that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it. But. Yeah, of course. But no, it, it, it was just refreshing to see that like Gertie can laugh about it and be like, oh man, let me, let me pray to the Lord. We got to talk about this one. But I know why you did it. And like, that's, that's fine. And then you get to see Larsa and Larsa's like, I'm going to have a great night by myself, just doing this and hanging out with the people I love. And then it's just her like cleaning furniture. It's yes. like, yeah, you're probably a little pissed off because you can't get dressed up and get pictures taken of yourself because that's what you want to do the most. Yep. So yeah, uh, take that, take that L there, Larsa. Yeah. Take a big L. And that takes us to this engagement party, which is over the top. So Miami, I thought it was actually like really well done. I liked how glamorous it was. Again, oh, yeah. What it's, do you think about the alcohol whippets? It sounds it, fucking dangerous. It sounds dangerous, and it's one of those. So there's like two things that like I don't miss drinking ever. Yeah. But like I completely miss the seltzer craze. I never in my life will get to yeah. try a seltzer. Everyone says I'm not missing anything. No. But missed that, and then I didn't even know that this was a thing because look, it sounds kind of fun. It does. <laughs> it, it's funny because there was actually like ten years ago there was a scene in Parks and Rec. If anybody watched Parks and Rec where Tom uh, Aziz's character takes Ron Swanson to a, an up-and-coming modern bar, and he says, this is a new way to take in alcohol. And he's like, there's no wrong way to take in alcohol, Ron says. And Aziz pops a bubble, and you inhale this smoke that comes in. And everybody's like, what the fuck is this? And it was, at the time, 10 years ago, really funny, and you're like, that's so stupid. Now they're doing alcohol whippets at this party. I really, they didn't show it, really. They mm-hmm. just showed the machine that they used. I would have loved to have seen somebody. And the way Nicole described it, she was like, yeah, you know, you, you get like a little bit of a buzz for like seven and a half minutes and then you're done. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like, I don't that's know. That's crazy. It's intriguing. And like, I, it sounds dangerous to me. It's super dangerous. But I, they probably didn't show it because they don't want, it's going to look like you're doing a whippet. Yeah. And I, they probably don't want the housewives doing whippets on national television. No. Would, would be my not. thought process. I would, but, yeah, um, I would hope so. <laughs> there's two things like specifically that I really want to talk about. For one, 
Gary had to bring a divorce decree because Alexia wouldn't leave this shit the fuck alone. Yeah, Alexia is really annoying me. Like, this guy agreed to be on TV. Mm-hmm. You don't need... Nah, he could have gotten dressed up for the engagement party. He could. Yeah, what the fuck? He I was wearing a no button. Idea. I The t- public service announcement to all the dudes out there. Button down, tucked in to suit pants with no top whatsoever. Okay. And then a big cross. And a big cross your, on a rope like, necklace. Top four buttons down. Terrible look. It's, it's a bad look. You don't, don't care look if you're good. French. No, get a jacket, wear a tie, untuck the shirt, had bad luck. But I did feel bad that Terry had to defend his divorce by like showing her. To, could you imagine? No. Like, I can't imagine like a guy like that age is trying to get back in the dating scene. He just got divorced and he's like, oh, I guess I'll just. Like my ID, I'll bring my divorce decree mm-hmm. with me so that they believe me in case one of their no, weird friends pull it up online. It's just ridiculous. And I hope that we're going to start to see a bit of a faction forming here because I feel like Adriana doesn't really have much of a voice in this group. Yeah, She is kind of weird. I mean, she had a scene actually earlier in the episode where she was talking to Lisa and she's like, ah, there's a new guy. He's pretty big in Miami. He says that you make his knees weak. And Lisa's just like, what the fuck? Like, I just, I'm, I'm still uh, going through like one of the most traumatic, like that, I can't even think about that. And I honestly, I think that goes to show you just like how little they care about divorces, like how quickly it happens. Just and they all talked over. about it. Like, how about that? Like, they're just trying to talk about divorces and like what you're going through. All of them have gone through it and they talk about it like so lackadaisical. You're Maybe like, it's because right. they've been through like, and not, I they guess. All, but they've also all been through like, Pretty heavy divorces. I think there was yeah. like cheating involved. There was, you know, drug dealers involved. So I think that they're just immune to it. I yeah, think. I think it's, that they it's crazy. Do, there's a much like softer blow to them. Yeah, they're like oh yeah, you know, it's part of part of life. But, I guess. Um, but yeah, so Adriana, I feel like doesn't really have much of a voice. And obviously, Alexia doing this is fucking wild. And nobody's saying anything. Like yo, like Marisol's always gonna stand near Alexia. Whatever, I don't care. But the fact that nobody's like, Alexia, just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, let her go. This guy had to bring in a, a stamped document to show you that notarized. he's divorced. Like, it's notarized. He has everything. And she's not going to say anything. Like, nobody's going to say anything to her. He just has that ready to roll. I do hope that, you know, Adriana comes over. Like, Nicole is obviously going to have it out with Alexia. It looks like next week. and Or this week, rather. And if we can get kind of a group forming to go against Alexia, who seems like the big boss in this group... I think that would make for some pretty good TV and maybe knock her down a peg because as it stands, she's pretty annoying. Yeah. No, I, I would like to see someone take her on and I think that it would make for great television. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing I want to touch on before we get to the last thing is Nicole's dad. Oh my God. What, what a, a trip. character. Holy Jesus. shit. Yes, he was flirting with Kiki with in the Kiki, beginning. Like think? that was creepy as hell. I, yeah. and, but here's the thing. Like you get away with it or they seemingly he gets away with it because he's like a cute character but it's like i just was like this is creepy as shit it's like just danny because- devito coming in that trunk and yeah like start t- it's like what is going well, on who the fuck is this guy like what are you saying and why do you keep touching her like stop yeah. kissing her hand like stop like- telling her to call you papa yeah fucking what strange i love it when you call me big papa you want me to call you papa i was like and he was definitely already papa. lit too. oh he that was, was the wasted and he knew the bar. bartender that was so, so funny the bartender knew what drink to get him yeah he goes vodka on the rocks i got you just <laughs> wasted and i felt bad for nicole like obviously she got something what she wanted she she got him to show up he didn't come with his girlfriend yeah that's good but then he's just wasted and he's like let me tell you a secret He's never going to be me. It's like, I, I, we don't need to hear this. Nobody, nobody needs to hear your opinion. Just be happy that you were there and you're there for your daughter and just move the fuck yeah, on. Yeah, you, you get, that's a, 
a W in the dad column for you. You yeah. showed up. All right. Yep. You're there. Just take the W and shut up. But then Alexia has to insert herself in a confession. Like she just needs to accept her dad shut the for fuck who up, he Alexia. is. Like you don't know what the fuck they've yeah. been through. You don't know how difficult their relationship has been up until this point. Like you can't speak on what she should and should not do with her dad. That's yeah. outrageous. And for you to say like, just accept him for his good qualities. Well, what if his bad qualities massively outweigh his good qualities? Like fuck, he showed up. That's a start, right? A that point. is a start. Mm -hmm. That's it. You can give him but credit But why do you think he showed there. up though? So that's, you got to read into it. I don't know. Did he show up because there was free booze? Quite possibly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And I'm like, ah, shit, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but I think that, and if you want to tag along with me, you're more than welcome. Oh boy. I think I'm going to have a big red target on my back because I'm going to go hard after Alexia. And I know a lot of people love her. A lot of people a lot don't, of people, Yeah, but the majority of people, and I saw this a couple times on Twitter, they're saying like, you know, this could be a, a big downfall, kind of likening it to, uh, to Heather this year on Salt oh, Lake. Oh, God. Because she was such a good character or person or whatever, and everybody liked her, now it's like, all right, but at least people aren't defending her, I guess. No, they the really thing. haven't been. But we'll see because I, I feel like I might have a big target on my back for, uh, for saying shut the fuck up, Alexia. <laughs> well, you said it. Yep. But ends with Cole's response and reaction to all of the Larsa shit. Like everyone obviously notices that Larsa is not there. And she starts trying to explain to this group like why this is problematic. Mm -hmm. Most of the women seem to understand. They're like, yeah, it, it crossed the line when you're going after your employment. Like, this is your livelihood. It's your career. You went to school for it. You did so many things to get to this point where you are today. Like, why would anybody jeopardize that in a response to you not inviting him to, like, to the, your house? Yeah, like, it doesn't. It doesn't it just add doesn't, up. Yeah. But leave it to fucking Alexia. Everyone can say what they want to say. No, they absolutely can't. That is not how free speech works. That is not how friendships work. That's not how society and life work. You don't get to say whatever the fuck you want to say whenever the fuck you want to say it because that would be chaos. It would be mayhem. And that's what we see happen here because of Lars's big mouth. Now if somebody's career jeopardized and she feels the need to defend herself to her friend group who should seemingly understand this without any questions whatsoever. So no, you don't get to defame someone's character that way just on a whim because you feel slighted. That's not how this shit goes. You have a problem and she called you a homewrecker or she talked shit in the past. All right, fine. You have a valid reason to say something. You can talk some smack. You mm -hmm. can get under her skin a little bit. Don't go after her fucking career. That's no. petty as shit. And it just makes you look about two inches tall. You're not the you're the person that people are rooting for. You're an asshole. You're fucking with her life. For Alexia to even take that stance whatsoever just shows you that she's either pining to be that person, she's trying too hard for the cameras because she wants to come off that way. I don't think that she's trying hard for I the cameras at all. So. I think that's just who she is. And I think, honestly, like that is how she thinks. And again, I mean, Nicole even said it. If this was the reverse and Alexia was the one in the hot seat where Nicole is, she'd be flipping the fuck out. But the thing is that she would have help. You have people like Gertie that are obviously like helping out Nicole, but she's not speaking up for her in that moment. Nope. Nobody's speaking up for her in that moment. Are they afraid to go after Alexia? Maybe. Are they just not really sure what to do? That could also be it. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. If you see your friend getting grilled for something that should be universally accepted as just, you know, no-go territory. Seriously, just, don't, just like, shut up. Just step in and be like, no, 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 Alexia, shut the fuck up. Again, I just said it. You're, you're dumb. Just stop. Stop talking. Stop defending Larsa because she wasn't invited to a, or she was uninvited rather, to an engagement party. That's what you're all up in arms about. Like, shut the hell up. Just sit there. Go around. Go do a whip it. Nobody really knows. Like, <laughs> that's it. Alcohol whip it. Yeah.
And that takes us to Potomac. It wasn't the most active episode. There was like two main things that we need to touch on, which is good because we got to get to the Salt Lake reunion because we've already been doing this for an hour. We're not even close. But um, <laughs> they're still in Mexico. And we got a brief glimpse of it last week that we were going to get some answers to the blue-eyed man potentially. And apparently that Juan Dixon has another woman that he pals around with in Georgetown, which is like five miles from where they live. Not yeah, even. if that. Yeah, if that. It's like a five-minute drive. But it, it just cracked me up. I do appreciate from Giselle, and I don't like Giselle at all, and you mm-hmm. know that, but I appreciate that she's so like open with the camera. Like The fact she's like, yeah, I got bubble guts. I'm like, mm. I thought I the that. I thought the food at the cenote looked a little sketchy. Remember, uh-huh. I said something to you. I said, "Would you eat that food?" Nope. And you said, "No, you wouldn't." I thought it looked a little sketchy. To find out, she got the bubble guts. She tells us about it. Like I've, we've all been there. Yeah, and you're in Mexico, and you're making sure that you're drinking like bottled sodas and yeah, canned yeah, yeah. sodas, and you don't want anything from the fountain. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. Just get into like the main points here, and Karen and Ashley are having a discussion by the pool, just kind of how Karen's feeling with this whole thing, and she drops a bomb. And we need to unpack this a little bit because initially when she says, well, I don't talk about Juan Dixon's other woman, immediately my head goes, wow, we're just doing this with every husband. Like, yep. This is the game plan from now on. Like we're just going to attack husbands willy nilly. You're going to throw it out there. And because he has a past, this one might land for you. So this is the route you're going to go. Now my stance flip flopped ever so slightly Okay. because Giorgio says, um oh you are bringing this up yeah i wasn't sure if we were going to bring this up colleen oh, yeah. showed this to me so. no, i'm bringing this up all just right. because it it's worth mentioning okay all right i'm not picking a side i'm not saying it's true at all mm-hmm. i'm saying that this came out it's on tiktok i didn't say it i'm reporting it okay, okay. don't shoot the messenger all right giorgio says it was a good follow if you don't follow him said that somebody contacted him with some receipts Okay, that apparently her and Juan Dixon had had a relationship within the past like year or two. They have hotel receipts, they have text receipts. Like, there's a lot of damning information if this turns out to be true. Not only that, but supposedly Robin knew about it. Correct. Flashback to Karen. Karen says Robin knows about this. Mm-hmm. Giorgio says Robin knows about this. There are some puzzle pieces kind of matching up here. I, I'm not saying that it happened. Of course. All right. Just saying, initially, my response was going to be much more heated. Like, can we fucking stop with this nonsense? Stop just throwing husbands under the bus willy-nilly because it's, it's dangerous. If you don't have any evidence, like, stop it. It's yeah. just not worth it. We saw all that shit with Chris all season. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Then that came out, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, it could, I mean, it could be, and it, it, it might not be. Who the fuck knows? It, either way, if we don't know like if Robin knew about it and she gave Juan her blessing in some way, I think it does seem a little unlikely that he would be walking around with somebody in Georgetown that close to home, that close to where he works. I know, that doesn't make him, a ton like, of sense. And, and Candace said it best. She said, if you're going to go for a walk with a hoe, you don't go in Georgetown, you go to Spain. Right. Like that it just everybody knows you take hoes to Spain. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> Ibiza. Um, but that being said, you would say Ibiza. Uh, of course. Do you think that and I had this thought, do you think that Karen told Ashley knowing that Ashley wouldn't be able to keep her mouth shut? Oh, one hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. It's like that's not the person you talk to. And also, 
I think that Ashley doesn't understand ramifications of things. Like she goes and she tells Robin and then obviously Robin just goes and calls Juan and Juan's flipping out on the phone. And Ashley's like, we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should. It's like, you just spilled the beans. Like, what did you think was going to happen? She was just going to laugh it off and be done with it. Like, oh, no. she, just, she plays timid after the fact. It doesn't make sense. Like, if you just said it, just say it. Like, and then sit back and watch the show. But like, I, think I feel she like is. that would be I, fun. I think that the emotions that she's putting out where she's like, oh my God, I think that's all an act. I think she's getting what she wanted. I feel like Ashley treats this show like, like high school. Like it's high mm-hmm. school drama where there's not real ramifications for it. Yeah. I feel like she just throws stuff out there because she wants to stir the pot. It's like girls talking smack about another friend group or dudes talking shit about another dude. Like it's just in high school, the ramifications aren't life altering yeah. when you like call somebody. Well, at the time you think they are. Well, right, right. Yeah. So I think that it's more of that mindset where it's like, ooh, this will be fun, drama, drama, instead of worrying about the fact that no, you might fuck up a marriage with this comment. Oh yeah. And also she explicitly said, don't tell anybody. Not 30 seconds later, she's at the front desk and she's like, Ooh, I'm not supposed to tell you. But if you're Karen, you got to know that she's going to tell them. I think she pretty much immediately. She she definitely stoked the fire and then sent her off. Like she knew what she was doing for sure. Because if nothing else, at least it changes the topic from Sharice versus Karen to now Karen versus Robin. And I feel like she's happier to go after Robin because what's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to do the whole blue eyed man thing. Like, I think Karen knows that she can handle herself. There's still something that she's afraid of with Sharice, and it doesn't really make any sense to me. There's got to be something there. I don't even know anymore, dude. I'm so checked out of that whole I thing. Know, like, Charisse it's just is, dumb. and like, she's just a dud. Like, she's a dud. She is a dud. And if you're Sharice, you you have to do something. Like, unless you don't care, she sits on the sidelines. Just don't be on the show. She just throws out little one-liners that don't even fit the narrative at yeah. the time. It's just like a little jab that no one really hears and doesn't land. And it's just like, if that's your contribution, mm-hmm. just shut up and stay over there. Like, don't yeah. don't chime in right now because you're not adding to the conversation you're just kind of like derailing it because we have to cut the camera over to see you say something annoying yeah and And she's just chiming in and pretty much during the whole and and this is the only other really thing that happened in the episode was robin then shows everybody but karen the picture of karen with another guy in vegas and karen's like i know who that guy is i was with a lot of guys in redskins gear now commanders now they're the commanders all right everybody but I was with a lot of guys in Redskins gear. Like, yeah, of course. It doesn't sound like the picture was that damning. It just That's sounds like I'm she was saying. in Vegas, like in a casino with a guy wearing Redskins that gear. That happened to have blue eyes? Yeah. And I guess, you know, maybe they were playing in Vegas when I guess this was probably last year, whatever. Who cares? Like, I don't. It's, it's I don't. not damning and nobody gives a shit. It's kind of dumb. And you could tell that, like, because I'm looking and I'm like, maybe, is Karen worried about this? Is her face getting red? Is she freaking out like internally and you can kind of see that like no she wasn't well here's i have a counterpoint to that okay just that specifically Mm -hmm. i think that the picture is nonsense i don't know if she has a boyfriend on the side i don't Mm -hmm. think she does but i don't i don't really know i'm not sitting here saying that she's like yeah Yeah. i'm not saying that she's blameless at all i don't know what i will say is i can't imagine at this stage in their marriage and life i don't think ray would really care I think he'd be like a little upset and then he'd be like, ah, fuck it. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I just don't see it. And maybe that's me being like short-sighted but here. But what did you think about Karen comparing herself to the woman that Juan was with? I and thought then that, saying, that was dumb. Yeah, that was, that was definitely stupid. That's and that her was reaching. Like, and like, I do, that's where, you know, Robin The picture was things. funny as hell, picture though. made me, that whole editing there was fucking hysterical. Yeah. That was well done. Bravo. Potomac editing has done a great job all season. They have. The production crew. Bravo. But nice. I know. I love doing that one. But um, 
I don't know. I just, I think that the thing, the one thing I can agree with Robin is where she's like her ego and like, she's getting so full of herself and like all of those things. I do think that Karen needs to be knocked down. I think she thinks she's way more important than she is. I think so too. And I might get some flack for that, but good to see you taking the stance. Well, no, bravo to you. I (laughs) still, damn it. I still love Karen. I think that she's still really entertaining. I just, there's moments where I'm like, nah, all right, that's not it. That's yeah. not funny. That's not good TV. And that's that you sound arrogant and you sound stupid there. Like, just stop adding extra. Just drop the bomb and walk away. Yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. There was really nothing else aside from Jacqueline and Mia again, which took a very weird turn. Yeah. It's when everybody's like, yo, Jacqueline and Mia, you guys all right? Like, you don't even want to sit next to each other. And Jacqueline lashes out at everybody else there. Like, yeah, she called everyone if bitches. Here's Jacqueline. You better be cozying up to these other women. Like, you better be making friends with Candace, with Giselle, with uh, Robin, as many as you possibly can, because you might be able to get them to turn on Mia. And if you really want a spot in this show, you better stir up some shit. I think don't go after them. No, I agree with you, but I think that she's so genuinely distraught. I think that she relied on Mia for a lot of things in her life. Yeah, I think she's coming. What if the Porsche gets like towed? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think she's genuinely coming to terms with the fact, like, fuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought that this person What am I going to do with my die. kids? She stole my sister as a babysitter. Right. <laughs> like, I just, I think that she's going through a lot of genuine, like, holy shit moments yeah. and that she's just kind of lashing out because she's in a panic right mm-hmm. now and she's confused. That's what I think. She's making Mia look good, which is. Eh, I don't know. Rough. I don't know about that. I, I know. There was like, and it's funny because like, I have this argument with Colleen because she tells me over and over. She's like, I, sometimes I'm like, I kind of like Mia. I don't ah, know what she's boo. doing. And I'm like, no, please don't do that. We're not doing that. But Jacqueline is so unhinged and all over the place that Mia has some comments and you're like, I kind of agree with Mia. Like, no, shit. not in that moment. Not at all. Because she's I being do. so fucking ja- mean. But Jacqueline, so, she was being mean. Don't do I But can't Jacqueline stand doing that. that whole thing and lashing out about the other girls and then sitting at the bar and crying. It's like, all right. Like, yeah, you are trying to get some attention. Like, that but is I don't, brutal. But for Mia to be the mean girl and sit on the side and be like, here she goes again. Here she goes again. I hate when people do that to yeah. people. Like, when someone's going through something. All right, something, I'm back in. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I don't want you on my team anymore, pal. <laughs> All right, buckle up, dude. We're here. We got to the Salt Lake All reunion. Right. We don't want to be here, but God damn it, for you, our listeners, we will trudge through hell. So let's dive in to what was an uneventful reunion overall, just because we didn't get a whole lot of answers and... Right out of the gate, I, I knew it wasn't going to be that thrilling. There's four women sitting there. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're having, like, tea in the afternoon yeah, with Andy. Yeah, and they were split up into two, and you could tell, like, who was on whose team. Actually, and Colleen point this out, did you notice that Heather and Meredith were both wearing, like, velvet, and then the other team was wearing, like, a completely different dress, but they kind of matched? Oh, I didn't know that. It was, those are the types of things that when you do watch with your girlfriend, fiancé, wife, whatever, they point those things out. And sometimes it's like makeup and you're like, I don't fucking care about the makeup. Oh, yeah. No, but, Dev pointed something out when we were watching Soho and um, Taylor comes in and she was wearing like a like a $15 set from Amazon. And like in a positive way, Dev was like, oh, that's so awesome. Like she totally got that from Amazon. That's so great. funny. And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Sick. Totally. Yeah. Like, I knew I thought that. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I got excited like early on in this episode because the guilty plea comes up like almost immediately. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, we're just going to dive in. Like, yeah. okay, cool. We this is what we to... want. Yeah. Just let's get into that mm-hmm. part because you don't really care about all the other bullshit. And there's an awkward moment where 
they say like Lisa and Meredith say happy birthday to each other. And yeah. like, it was it, very non-genuine. But I do like that Andy was like, is there any hope for this friendship? He asked it twice, once before and then once after the argument. And he's like, what do you guys think? Like, where are you? Would you be friends in the future? And they both said like, yeah, we, you know, we both fucked up. Like, we got to put some things aside. Like, yeah, maybe. No, they didn't both say that. Meredith said that. And Lisa cried and said that this was such a hard year for me. Well, that, and... was, after, that was after the argument. Before oh. the argument, they were both like, yeah, you know, maybe. Like, we'll see. But no, because then, like, uh, we'll start with them. Like, that'll be our starting point. The, yeah. the Lisa and Meredith drama, they tried to get to the bottom of it in some way, shape, or form. Right? Meredith does end up apologizing. I guess sort of she admitted some fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like sort of, but like Meredith was a disaster all season. Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy any of her scenes. I thought she was just stirring the pot in the worst way when it showed the clips. I didn't realize how shitty the clips were really Yeah, until they showed them back to back to back like that. Because in my mind, and maybe she Meredith me, she, she totally murdered me. He never brought up the rumors. She never said, this is the rumor. Yeah. Did you hear that? So-and-so is doing this. She even she, said that like it was ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, but like all she's doing is teeing it up. She knows mm-hmm. exactly what she's doing. That's a manipulative move where she's like, I'm going to get them to say it Yep. because I want them to know, but I don't want to be the one to say it. So she just tees it up. And I didn't, like I had that obviously like towards the end of the season, I was like, I mean, clearly she's trying to stir the pot with these things. CEO of manipulation. Nice. But seeing those scenes cut back to back to back where she's setting it up, I was like, wow, she's just conniving. Like, yeah. That was slimy as shit. And it just is par for the course for Meredith. And like best part of the whole reunion for her to her claiming to be a people person. Yep. What are you talking about? You're the most unpeople person. That's the term. You're, you're the, you're the unpeople person. Well, you're the her CEO comment of after that, There you go. Her comment after that was actually pretty good. What was when it? Angie K said that she's like, well, I, I clearly have good people skills for my job and everything. You're the one without the people skills trying to get on the show for the last three years. Yeah, that was a good that was and, and Angie did not know what to do. She's like, I am from Salt Lake City. It's like, okay, she I'm lives. from Philadelphia. Like, yeah. what the fuck do you want? But yeah, Meredith lives in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So it, it tough, tough comeback. Yeah. Angie K didn't okay. have a great reunion, I didn't think. But no. Meredith continues to bury herself, in my opinion, because that's... After we kind of squashed the rumors, I guess, if you want to say they squashed the Meredith rumors, Mm -hmm. we move on to like the Lisa rumor where she claimed that they were popping pills. Yeah. And she then says, I was not expecting ketamine. Uh, The the last thing I was expecting. Well, she started off with, or no, she started with ketamine and then went to shrooms. She started ketamine and then went to shrooms. And I was like, oh, well, that's not the same thing. But then she said shrooms and ketamine. So. Mm -hmm. Then I'm thinking, oh my God, were they on shrooms and ketamine at the same time? That explains the black eye. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but well, and then Heather. Well, this was I think it was the Arizona trip that they were referring yeah, yeah, to, right? Yep. And that is actually, and there might be, it might be a little plausible too, because Heather locked herself in a room after that. Like maybe they were experimenting with some drugs, and Jen brought it down there because I don't know the whole Jen thing, which is complete and utter bullshit. That she's not on the reunion because her legal team advised her to not be on the reunion. Meredith calls her and she answers right away. I know. Like, go fuck yourself, Jen. Like, no, absolutely not. And she goes, ketamine, like the, the horse tranquilizer. And I guess he- Heather didn't get the memo for this. She's like, everybody knows what ketamine is. She goes, everyone knows special K is. Special K, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, all right, you definitely knew what it was. Stop acting like you don't know what it is. She, she backtracked so many times. Oh, she my said God. one thing and then immediately discredited her. So we'll get to Heather. That yeah. We're saving that. But for them to call, like, that's your lifeline. 
that's how you're going to discredit what Lisa said mm-hmm. is by calling a convicted felon at this point. She's now going to jail. Like yeah. This is post-sentencing. Mm-hmm. We know what her fate is. You're going to call a person. Or no, this is post-guilty verdict. No, not... this is, this is, she's No, they sentenced. filmed it before the sentencing. Oh, did they? Yeah. I only know that because I watched the Andy interview where he was talking about like him wishing for Jen to be not this is guilty. after the guilty plea. Yes. Okay. She pleaded guilty, okay. and then the sentencing was a couple weeks after. All whatever. Right. Irrelevant. Okay. Irrelevant, yeah. because she's guilty, all yep. right? She's guilty at this point. For you to call her and expect us as an audience to be like, oh, well, Jen said that they didn't, so I, clearly they didn't. Like, how dumb do you think we are? But this is where common sense prevails, and Lisa goes, well, clearly she's fucking lying. She lies about everything else. Like, everybody in their right mind thinks the exact same thing. Like, For Jen sure. is a huge liar. What makes this so different? It doesn't make any sense. And there, Jen has to have something on Meredith and Heather to be, for them to be so blindly supporting her and so still weird. referring to her as if like she's this like right and holy person that would never lie about things or she's always right and she didn't do anything wrong. Like, how the fuck are you sitting there? And we've got Whitney. Whitney didn't do a goddamn thing the whole time. This is in the beginning of the season i was happy that there were only five housewives at the time because it was easy to figure out who was who now you see you now i'm more. like this is fucking dumb you like more. lisa is on her own out there and you expect whitney to try to back her up and whitney doesn't say a goddamn word it's like she's just a mute the whole time and it's like whitney just chime in and say something coherent like when she goes off on her tangent about the whole jazz ticket thing i have no idea what she was trying to say i didn't either it was so just like incoherent it was blabbering and you're like what are you trying to get at here Whitney no one knows who you're defending or if you're trying to make excuses for yourself it just none none of it makes any sense so either talk effectively or just don't talk at all and towards the end of the episode she or at reunion I guess she's just not talking at all and she's just kind of taking up space well we got another episode so she might come in strong on the second part of the reunion Maybe. maybe but like it to go back to what you were saying, like it's bizarre to me that Meredith and Heather are still somewhat on Team Jen. Like mm-hmm. Heather says, my friend did something really bad and I didn't know what to do. It's like, no, your friend, quote unquote, frauded elderly people out of their life savings and ruined lives. Oh, no, like that's not something that you can just be like, I didn't know what to do. I was lost, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, she's terrible. She sucks. You should say that she's terrible. She sucks. And Meredith is playing a different card where she's like, no, I don't agree with any of it, but I did think that some of the comments were below the belt. You cannot physically go below the belt enough on Jen Shaw because of what she did. She should be dragged. She should be like, she should have to do the walk from Game of Thrones where everyone's shaming her, where everyone that she defrauded gets to line up on the street with bells and go ding shame as she walks down the fucking street because she deserves everything she's getting and more. The fact that she got let off for six and a half years when the sentence should have been 14 is a fucking joke to begin with. So for these two to sit on the couch and just seal the coffin, last nail in the fucking coffin for Heather, to be like, well, she's my friend, I didn't know what to do, blah, 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 and still defend her to this day is so deplorable. It's so hard to watch. To watch Meredith kind of squirm and take her side weirdly, but defend herself so that she doesn't get implicated, whatever the fuck she was doing. The whole scene was just slimy as shit. And Andy doesn't even jump in. Andy kind of lets it go where he's like, someone makes a comment, Lisa, in the beginning where she's like, and she went to jail and Andy's like, ooh. Like, no, not ooh. Yeah, not like, ooh. She deserves she went to fucking jail. Yeah. Period. That's what fucking happened. Stop defending this woman. Any scams needs to get off the goddamn TV. I've already done this before. I've done this rant. Scams, yeah. I've done it. I don't want to do it again. I just want to get her off the screen. Stop giving her the attention 
unless we're going to dive into the actual case, unless we're going to get to the nitty gritty, we're going to talk about how everyone in the group feels about it with no guards, no walls, then stop talking about it. Just don't lead into it at all. I hate it. I hate this. Now, did you like when, I mean, Dana, here's the thing is they showed that scene and I don't know if this is what their intent was because we all knew about it. Yeah. The scene where Dana just completely destroys Jen. They had it in the trailer. They had it in the mid-season trailer. And you're like, fuck yeah, let's get this. They skip over it at the book party, the cover party. And now we get it. And they're like, oh, this is the big thing. It's like, we've already seen that. It didn't hit. All of us have seen that. Mm -hmm. If you actually were able to keep it under wraps and didn't put it in the trailer, didn't do it with this, then everybody's going to be like, holy shit, Dana. Like, we thought you were a dud. Instead, we're like, we feel bad for you, Dana, because they're making you out to be a dud. And they had this, like, ace up their sleeve that they're just not showing. And the way that she went after Jen was fucking classic. It, it was, was so good. I just wrote and in my And the best journal. part was Coach Shaw was standing right there. Everybody else is so afraid to go at Jen alone, let alone when Coach Shaw's there. Like, you don't speak up to her when Coach is there. And she goes right after her. It's like, fuck yeah, Dana, you win. The Angies stink. I don't care. Oh, brutal. Like, and the fact that Angie Harrington, like, again, Lisa's on her own on an island and everybody's just attacking her. And Lisa's the one who's right the most in this whole show. Yep. It's crazy that everybody's just attacking her. Nobody's defending her. And you get Angie Harrington sitting there and everybody can just point to the fact that your dumbass husband, who's 12 years old, started a finsta so that he could go attack Lisa using Jen Shaw's name for publicity. And you are going to really go after Lisa when she can just be like, you're husband's a fucking idiot like he started this thing just to take digs at me and then she stops talking it's like yo if you're really going to defend your husband defend him to the fucking death don't stop talking then just be like you know what he didn't do that i don't care i you know i had no reason to believe that he did that and now i know that he does and whatever throw him under the fucking bus i don't care they both suck this show sucks Mm. get them all out of here put lisa (laughs) honestly bring lisa up and throw her into beverly hills throw her into oc that would be fun. Oh, I would like that. Because I like Lisa a lot. The rest of them can go kick rocks. Well, the funniest part of that whole exchange is Lisa goes, don't attack my husband's character. And she goes, don't attack my husband's character. You opened it up, you idiot. Well, no, but Lisa's like, you don't have to. He attacked his own character. Yeah. The whole country, the whole world I, I knows hate it what I, Chris Harrington is. Lisa said that like six times. The whole world. And I'm like, you really think the whole world's watching Salt Lake City? I, uh, well, okay, that's fair. The ratings are down. Yeah. But there are people in other countries that know what Chris Harrington's yeah. about. He did that to himself, Angie. Like, everyone knows he's a sniveling little worm that makes yeah. finstas at 50 years old. Like, that's brutal. I had he a not-so-proud moment. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> you suck. That You you think you're going to be relevant by sitting at the last seat on the couch as a friend of and spouting off like you're interjecting yourself randomly into like conversations that don't involve you. That was driving me up a wall. You know how I am and like little shit like that Mm -hmm. always bugs me. She would just like tack onto a sentence. Someone would say something like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, don't, don't even. (laughs) And then she said a couple things like under her breath. Yeah. But she was just repeating what the other person said. That's all she's doing. Stop. Like, and also Bravo just needs to take the camera off of her. Like, it's not fun. We don't care what she's saying. Over there. Nobody all. gives a shit what she's saying. Don't even show her. Not at all. And I think that we got, like, a glimpse. I think all of the friend ofs are not coming back next year, allegedly. Like, I, there was one thing that came out that had a whole list of, like, who was and was not going to come back. Yeah. I don't think that one was true. I read an article that came out yesterday that said the three friend ofs are out. 
Okay. And I, I wouldn't mind Dana, but whatever. Dana, I think, deserves a second chance because they did her dirty with mm-hmm. the rant. Yeah. And I wrote in my journal, I wrote Dana's spitting because she, she was. She was spitting. She was eloquent in how she was talking shit to Jen. She said, she listen here, right, motherfucker. Yeah, and she got that right in her face. a great line. And the way that Jen, who thinks that she's so fucking tough, just cowered. Oh, she yeah. She didn't know what to say, dude. nobody goes after her. Nah. She's got to have dirt on people. Uh, she must. Maybe Meredith and Heather are involved in this fucking I thing. I still think that Heather's in love with her. Uh, yeah, I probably. think that she's in love with her. It's a possibility. That's what I. That's my my big theory. And yeah, that's going to well, take us- Right into the fucking black eye. Yeah, let's get to it. The bane of our existence, this fucking black eye that will not leave us. I feel like I have a black eye from this black eye. I think the show has a black eye from this black eye. Hey. Yeah. And we're done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no. But we come to find out, quote unquote, that she just blacked out, fell down. Who knows what happened? She doesn't remember. Like, she can't put a finger to it whatsoever. Do you believe that? No. Not at all, right? No. Not even, like, not even. There was one moment. And, and, I mean, since we brought up the Giorgio Says theory from Potomac. I did see one theory out there, or rather some inside information, supposedly, that Heather blames a cameraman, actually, and there's a whole thing. And you kind of, I kind of had a you moment during Potomac, where Lisa did say something. She's like, there's people's livelihoods at stake. Yeah. There's production that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is she referring to? She's, yeah, is no, it a I cameraman? Knew. And I'm like, maybe it is. Because the, the whole thing was that Lisa's upset that this cameraman was fired because Heather had him fired for getting too close to him. And like, maybe she bumped into him or something and hit the camera and gave herself a black eye. But the whole fucking thing is so dumb that she's able to sit there and be like, I was just, you know, my Mormon guilt came back up about drinking. And I was just so upset about myself, like blacking out because I don't want to be blacking out, blah, blah, blah. No one likes to black out. Like th- that's a side, but you woke up with a black eye and instead of just being like, I'm really embarrassed, I really don't know how I got this. And everybody would be like, that fucking sucks. Like, we can try to figure it out if you want. And you say no. And we move the fuck on. You make it this whole thing and you make all these like little sly comments about Jen and Jen. And you make it to Meredith and you start talking about how everybody knows how you got it. And you're referring to something, but you're not quite getting there. It's like, that's fucking annoying. What did you think you were doing? Like, were you trying to deflect from it in the worst way possible? Or were you trying to make a storyline for yourself to make yourself relevant and try to carry through the season? Like, I just don't understand the idea behind it. And now to sit here and backtrack entirely and just be like, I was really embarrassed that I blacked out and I didn't want to talk about it. That's bullshit. Yeah, because you, you use this platform to try to propel yourself this entire second half of the yeah. season. And the craziest part is she just keeps contradicting herself. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you were deliberately ambiguous the whole time to lead everybody on. You said 18 different things, and production showed us every different way you spun this story. So we are led to believe that something more happened, and then you blame it on Mormon guilt. But we've also watched you get lit in Arizona in lingerie. Yeah. So like, where does the Mormon guilt start and stop? That's like, a good point. Like, I just don't understand why now it's a problem. Is it because you got the black eye and now you're embarrassed? Okay, well then why did you say, let's let them keep pushing you, Jen, and we'll show them how you really got the black eye. It implies that Jen punched you in the yeah. face. Like, that's all that implies. And the best part, and just what kind of shows you, I think what Heather's character is, and I think that that was the biggest blinder that most of us had with her for the first two seasons because she was so much fun and mm-hmm. she was funny and she tries to deflect with humor and m- failed miserably this year. But she says, I didn't want an investigation. 
not two minutes later. She goes, I wanted that investigation. Yep. It's like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth because you are so caught up in this fucked up lie that you can't find your way out of it. You don't know what to say because you don't remember what you said. You're like, she's just fumbling over worlds. This has snowballed to the point where she can't hold on to it anymore. Yeah. And it's just now got a life of its own. And, and also, it's not even in her fucking book. No, and, and she that fucking thing. That. You, you want you want to know what happened to my black eye? Go get the book. Yeah, it's not even in the fucking. It's book. not in the book, so you lied again. And guess what? And this is the most important part, the most important fact that Heather needs to know. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Nope. We care about what's going on with Jen Shaw. We want to know about the trial. We want to know everyone's feelings on it. We want to fucking close this book, burn it. Ship it out to sea, drizzle the ashes in the middle of the Pacific, and never fucking talk about it again. Because what a disaster of a season. We have one more reunion episode to go, and we don't have to talk about it. And I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be great. I can't wait. But that takes us to the question portion. Since this is a reunion ep, we will try to answer some extra questions tonight. Some stuff that maybe we didn't get to, so... Like I said to Shooter when we started the reunion, buckle up, bros. Up first, from Lulu Grams. Wow, I nailed it. You hear how smooth that was? Wow, that was really good. From Lulu Grams, can Heather recover from this season? No. Nope. I don't I, think the show recovers from this season. I, look, I never want to close the door entirely on a franchise if you mm -hmm. look at like what miami did with their comeback yeah okay and we didn't watch the early miami so we don't know how bad it allegedly okay. got all right so we'll wait six and a half years and jen gets out of prison and then we'll start it back up no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i don't know so but the timeline I, works out i think it does weirdly but oh that is weird yeah because it was like six 2013 years, to 2020 i think six and a half years yeah that's fucking weird i didn't mean oh, to do that i'm sorry boy we got to the bottom of oh, it conspiracy God. put on your tinfoil hat <laughs> but no i don't think she can oh i like this you like this this might be a volatile subject for you okay but. oh god <laughs> from keegan 17 updated power rankings for salt lake and potomac oh give well, me your top three from each uh Salt Lake's going to have to be Lisa. Am I throwing on friends? I'll go Lisa, I'll give you Dana. friends because there's only four of them. Yeah, we'll go Lisa, Dana, uh, Whitney, uh, grudgingly. No, least favorite from Salt Lake. Uh, Heather, well, Jen, way, way, way at the bottom. Uh, Angie Harrington and Meredith. Okay, wow. Heather, uh, Heather, 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 yeah. Okay. Whatever, yeah. Um, Meredith is someone floating in the middle. Sometimes she says things that I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Other times I'm like, eh, go away. She's such a bummer for me that I just don't even want to see her on the screen. Yeah. I hate, I think that the biggest issue lies in the hot tub scene with <laughs> Seth. I can't get <laughs> past Andy it. And Andy brought it up again last yeah, night. Yeah, I can't uh, get past it. And it like haunts me. That's and so I funny. just, I, no. Oh, this could be interesting. Okay. And I'm trying to remember. Okay. I'm, I'm picturing what everyone was wearing. Give us, oh, this is from D Tutty 45 or D Tuttle. Damn it. Oh, boy. Damn it. Started off D so well Tuttle. with Lulugrams. Fuck. D Tuttle 45. That's ah. an L, not an I. God, <laughs> I'm so confident. Give us an opinion on the dresses for Salt Lake? Yeah, for the reunion. Uh, reunion not looks. that great because, and, and here's the thing is, we got pictures of dresses well before. These were kind of underwhelming, and I just saw Potomac's, and Potomac's are sick. 
They're all wearing blue. There's like a peacock theme going on oh. there. Karen looks like she's a mermaid of some kind. Interesting. It's, it looks really good. The set was way better than the dresses. I thought I'll the say. set was fantastic yeah. for Salt Lake. Um, I don't know. I thought all the ladies looked pretty. <laughs> so like, uh, good they call. look good. Way to go. <laughs> I, I, that's genuine. I, I did. I mean, I'll give them all that. But as far as like the fashion goes, I I can swing and miss on that shit all the time. There's stuff that Dev's like, wow, she looks so fashionable. I'm like, really? That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually like this because we didn't really, we dove into this with Heather and uh, kind of with Meredith, but. Okay. From Daria underscore PNG, Meredith's devotion to Jen. What do you think caused her to choose this path? So your theory is that she has dirt, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with the dirt theory, yeah. Do you think she's in love with her? I think Heather's in love with her. Yeah. Meredith, this is about Meredith. Oh, Meredith. Yeah, oh, we didn't oh. really, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Jen has dirt on Meredith. Interesting. I think, I don't know. I mean, that's the easiest way to kind of explain it away. because I don't. Well, really, you got to think know. about it this way. It's just like, Jen's going to prison. What does she have to lose? She's going to fucking prison for something completely different. So if Meredith were to burn that bridge and really just push Jen completely under, throw away all her weirdly surviving fans, then Jen's going to have nothing to lose. And she might just burn bridges all across the map. With, all across Salt Lake City. All across Salt Lake City, where Angie K lives. Right with, um, <laughs> right with Heather, or with Meredith, rather. And maybe there's something there, and Jen knows, and it could get really ugly. So it's probably better for Heather to, or for Meredith. Jesus, I keeps doing it. Yeah, every time. Maybe it's better for Meredith to just steer clear. We'll just call it the left not couch. Support, but not really push her down. So just kind of leave there. Yeah, yeah, left couch. Left couch. This isn't a question, but this is actually a really interesting prospect. Okay. From oh, uh, <laughs> oh boy. From Ali's Yav. Uh, you got it, Ali. From Ali. Ali, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I really am trying my best. <laughs> Scrap all housewives and literally make next season's Salt Lake about a Mormon neighborhood. I'd watch it. I that, would watch that. That would be awesome. That's a, that's After a, what we heard about yeah. the Mormon church? Yeah, for that's sure. That's a really good idea. I like that show. I'd watch that show. Yeah. From Mr. Jared Barnes, do you think that any of these ladies can carry this show? Do you think that somebody can revive it? Yeah. No. You don't think Lisa has the power? I don't think so, especially in the current climate where everybody's just attacking her. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she's, she's not strong enough to do that. It would be like asking like Sutton to carry Beverly Hills, I think. Like we really like Sutton, but can she carry Beverly Hills? Probably not. You need more. You yeah. need more there with Lisa, I think. Yeah. I think that she's fucking great for TV. Don't get me wrong. I thought she had a fantastic season. I think she works best with somebody to play off of. Yeah, I agree. That's, I think that's a similar to like a Sutton thing. Like they, they're just more entertaining when they're playing off of somebody. Of so course. I think that because of that, you can't like dump the whole show on them. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out next year. I guess. Oh, interesting. This is a, a Potomac one. Oh, boy. Oh, no, that's easy. It's just Gabby, 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 Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a lot more words. All right, I got it. Boom, nailed it. Do y'all think it's a red flag how Juan reacted to the cheating rumors? Yeah. Uh, I do too. The, yeah, the instant rage. In the moment, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I would be fucking furious. And he did say, like, this is why I don't like this shit. I think he was referring to the show. I did too. And, you know, you never know, like, spouses behind closed doors if they're arguing about the show. Like, maybe, like, with the whole thing that happened to Chris, like, maybe he's like, yo, Candace, like, fuck this shit. Like, get the hell out. I guess kind of, but at the same time, it was way over the top. Yeah, so, yeah, it hot. was definitely a red flag. 
Yeah, and I agree. Wasn't he didn't handle it very well. Yeah, for sure. And we'll do one last one, and this is from uh, Glass. Oh boy, come on, Glass Seeked. One of these times, you're going to just have to let me read it's them. It's G-L-A-S underscore S-E-A-C-H-T. How would you fucking say that? Glass sect. S-E-A-C-H-T is a sect? I don't know. Seeched. Seeched. Seeked. Glass seeked. Yeah, we'll go with that. From glass seeked. <laughs> Not a question, but I think they should move S-L-C to Peacock and Miami to Bravo. We firmly yeah, agree. Yeah, I firmly agree with that. Bring Miami to the main stage, kick Salt Lake to the background. Well, actually, if you're Peacock, you probably want to keep the better one there so people pay for you. I mean, yeah, but that would be an interesting thing to learn. What makes more money, the Peacock or being higher rating? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting interesting idea. I, I support that. Bring Miami to the mainstream. Let's, yeah. let's let them make a comeback. I think that it Bravo, would be better for Bravo to do that. They, they would. I think that because of the last year of shows, it, it's been on a downtrend. A yeah. lot of people are talking about it. So I think that as a network, you need to start leaning into the shows that are performing well mm-hmm. with the audience. Like listen to social media. And yeah. I think that, you know, we're trying to figure out our recording schedule for next February or this February mm-hmm. and like the months after where we have to do two episodes a week. A lot of people are asking about family karma. Yeah. So we might have to dive into that. Yeah. So just know your voices are not unheard. We just have a lot of things yeah, coming we always, up. Yeah, we always listen. To yeah, you. so that might be something to fill in, but everyone's saying that's a great show. So there are good shows on Bravo right now. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah. They just need to highlight them and stop highlighting the shitty ones. I agree. But I'm exhausted. Yeah, well. I need to go check to make sure my yeah, basement no didn't water. flood again. Um, <laughs> but... Huge game this weekend. If you don't have a football team, you're a Birds fan this weekend. Absolutely. You're one of the bros. Root for the Birds. We got the 49ers who are claiming to be the loudest stadium in, in football, which yeah, is laughable. Yeah. I looked it up. They were ranked like number 29th. Yeah. On like it's the only 32 chart. teams. Yeah. Yeah. So keep talking that shit. Come to South Philly and get that ass smacked. Absolutely. But uh, as usual, remember to follow us on Instagram at Brav underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at Brav underscore bros. And follow us on TikTok at Brav bros. No and underscore. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on you YouTube. Subscribe See, you on it. YouTube. And you said subscribe correctly. I did. You had an issue with that last yeah. week. You're good now. Yeah. See? Glass seeked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also check out our Etsy shop, etsy.com slash shop slash Brav Bros. we got some good swag in there. A lot of people actually bought the Birds t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So support the Birds. Good if, time to do it. Yeah. If we go to the Super Bowl, maybe we'll have a little discount on those, Johns. That would be but, cool. Um, love you guys. Keep listening. Other than that, you got anything else? Nope. Go All Birds. Right. Go Birds. Brav Bros are out of here. Go Birds. Go Birds.